tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Seuss. Hello, my friends. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, the, ver- the fairy godmother of fetish, Dr. Sue. And tonight, we're going to be talking about leather and latex and rubber. Oh, my. Yes, all those delectable scents and sensuousness derived by simple everyday items, really. But first, we have a few quick things to chit-chat about before I bring my guests in and start the conversation. So we have a few shout-outs this evening. Our first comes to me via Twitter. Um, This is a message for all the ladies out there. Dear American women, Please run for office in 2018 and 2020 and beyond. Doesn't matter the size of office, state, county, district, township, doesn't matter. Sincerely, Ryan. He just wants everyone to know he's had it, and we really need some more serious women to take over. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Um, Another one. Oh, wait, I'm going to hold off on him until last. I want to say hi to... Preacher Bear. Preacher Bear is a new listener and a new friend. You can hear Preacher Bear as he's the host of the TPOK Network's Third Rail with Preacher Bear and Cypress. You can listen to it on Spreaker. It's a weekly BDSM kink podcast on a variety of subjects similar to ours. So check them out for sure. I've had the pleasure of being on TPOK's Fetish Files and Stereotyped with the lovely Camille Boujali, a.k.a. Auntie Social. So hit up all the amazing podcasts and live shows on TPOK Educational Network. For those of you wondering what TPOK is, it's formerly the people of kink. Um, But that got switched around, so now it's just TPOK. Uh, It's available on Spreaker.com, like I said. Um, TPOK is also, for those of you who are in the Toronto area, TPOK is also exhibiting at the Everything to Do with Sex show in Mississauga at the International Center, November 24th and 25th. That's this Friday and Saturday. So if you're in the Toronto area, you're bored, you've got nothing to do, because, hey, we don't have Thanksgiving this weekend, although we do still have somewhat of a Black Friday. Um, what a better way to top off your Black Friday. It's a sinister way to go. I think you should go. I've been there a bajillion times. Both me and my boyfriend have gone numerous times, especially when we had the sex shop. It's a great place to go. Tickets are available at tabooshow.com or at the door. So definitely if you are kicking around Toronto or you're bored or you're in the Barrie area or whatever and you guys are bored, definitely hit up the Everything to Do with Sex show. Um, I have, oh, that was right. I got an email just before going to air from a lovely young man by the name of Jason. And this is a message for my guest, the beautiful Mistress Vinyl Queen. Just read about the show you're doing with Vinyl Queen, and she's the first pro-dom I've done any sensation play with, and the first one I ever sessioned with. My favorite kind of sensory play is tickle torture, one of my personal favorites, and VQ knows how to use those fingernails of hers. (laughs) Yes, I've heard. She even found places I didn't even know were extremely ticklish like my forearms. Have a great show. Thank you, Jason. That was very sweet of you, and I'm sure VK will remember you. I have no doubt. I will ask her when we have her on shortly. 
Um, my last quick shout-out, which is going to sound very weird, um, is another one who is from me to Bear. Now, Bear is a furry listener, okay? He's a puppy in the U.K. Um, he's a good boy. I want you to be a good boy, Bear. You lie down and sleep while Daddy listens to me. After that, you can eat all the cat poop you want. Apparently, my voice calms this puppy down. And it's the only time he's calm is when he's listening to the show. So, Bear, be a good boy and lie down. Yeah, I know. I have an aesthetic effect on people, what can I say? I have a puppy calming voice. We are going to take a quick break. That's all I have right now. It's been kind of a quiet week, which is nice. Very quickly, though, um, David Cassidy literally just died about an hour ago. So rest in peace, David Cassidy, and to the many, many people we are still continuing to lose. Um, I used to do it on Twitter all the time, rest in peace to everybody. It's gotten ridiculous, so I'm just like, I can't deal anymore, so I (laughs) I don't do it. It's not that I don't care. It's just you reach a point of just going, oh, my God. Everybody stop dying. Anyways, we will be right back after a few quick messages with the beautiful Vinyl Queen. Well, come on. Let's see it. Drop your pants. Show us what you have to offer. (laughs) Isn't that all? At RateMyTinyPenis.com, your pin dick will be seen by hundreds of unique visitors each day all of whom have the ability to rate your tiny member and leave a comment to tell you exactly what they think of it. Can you imagine the humiliation and exposure you'll experience? Well, why just imagine it when you can make it a reality? And the best part? Everything is 100% free. You're welcome, shrimp dick. Now go on over to Rate My Tiny Penis right now and submit us your most pitiful, disgusting dick pic for all the world to see. I hear you're looking for a good mind fuck. That's my specialty. I love twisting and turning boys and wrapping them around my little finger. What I do is, I take time to get to know you on a level that you may not have experienced before. At first it's subtle, and then we get a little deeper and a little darker. I get under your skin and I get in your head, and before you know it, you're craving me. You're craving the things that I offer you on a level that has begun to keep you awake at night. I know, it's a little scary. Who am I? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. I'm Mistress Peyton. Peyton will break you. The sensual domination mistress. And you, you can find me at sensualdominationmistress.com. Talk soon, naughty one. What up, y'all? This is K2 Cocky. You're in bed with Dr. Sue. Check out my latest mixtape, The Awful Truth at cockavelli.bandcamp.com That's cockavelli with one L. Yes, we love our cocky. Way to go, cocky. By the way, his latest that's out is really, really dark. He sent it to me. It's really dark. And just like what you heard in that promo, so if you really like dark stuff, as I really do, his stuff is so good. It's But understand, the lyrics are super dark, but it's it's so good. So hit up cocky. We love you, cocky. When most think, people think of BDSM, the first thing that comes to mind is whips, chains, and leather. And 
although it's almost a cliche, it's a very palpable fetish on a bunch of different levels. And it's not just leather and latex and rubber, but there's all kinds of things that you can use for sensation play, of course. Hell, you can go in your own kitchen and find sensation play items. Sometimes something as simple as a fork can be used for all sorts of play. And no, I don't mean stabbing some poor unsuspecting balls, although I'm sure there are those who enjoy that. What I'm referring to is using common items to stimulate the senses. Tonight we're talking mainly textiles. And sure, there's all sorts of sensation play items, things like Wharton's wheels, which I love. And of course, needle play, which can also be a form of sensation play. When you really think about it, though, pretty much all sex is sensation play, regardless of the kink or if there even isn't one or is one involved. It doesn't matter. But for some of us, the aroma of leather and the look and sound of latex, the feel of rubber against your skin becomes intensely erotic. However, hopefully we can demystify and de-cliché the love of these items. And maybe, just maybe, you can come away with something you can use in your bedroom play. Well, what we're going to try to do tonight is kind of make it a little bit more vanilla so that everybody can really enjoy it and not be quite so afraid of it. And maybe you can come away with something that you can use. I am thrilled to be introducing my first guest, the legendary Mistress Vinyl Queen, a woman who truly enjoys driving men wild. Welcome, Mistress VQ. Hello, my dear. Hello and good evening. How are you today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Excellent. So let's dive into the deliciousness of all of these substances. Now, you have been on the scene for quite a while, and you have an amazing reputation, and I know that you love using and utilizing all of these different, the best way to put it is textiles, because that's kind of what we're discussing. I mean, we could get into sensation play from here to New York, but for the for the lack of what we're discussing, we're going to narrow it down to the the latex and the rubber and the vinyl and the and all of that delicious the smell of leather. What? When did you start really getting into it? Did you like know? Did you, did you look late? Look at latex and just go, oh, I have to be in that. Oh, it was really. In, I think in high school was when I first started to notice fashion that had an edge because Mm. since I'm a child of the 80s and there were the rocker Mm. chicks and they had leather with studs on and um, you know they often wore boots and they had a look but it was very naughty and I wasn't allowed to wear that and of course we also had you know music videos showcasing these types of attire um, right. And then there it was also featured on the runways. You know, I used to look at Vogue magazine, and I just was really attracted to tight, black, uh, shiny clothing. If it wasn't shiny, mm-hmm. it was matte. 
I mean, it didn't, I didn't know the difference between all of these different textiles as it was then, but I liked them a lot. So you, so that, that's actually kind of cool. So you were looking at, at all of the music videos and stuff like that, and then we're just, do you think it's probably just because of the fact that people said to you, no, you can't do this, that you were kind of going, hmm, I want to do this because you're telling me I, I can't. I don't think it was, it was just that. Um, I mean, now, my interest in S&M was, you know, that was like a separate situation, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily understand the link between fashion and S&M until later when I really started to see femdom depictions in the media. Right. And that's, you know, when kind of the aha moment was, oh, this can be so really you started utilized. Out. For- Sorry, you started out primarily huh. like any other teenager. You were looking at this stuff going, God, this stuff is edgy. I love it. It looks like it would be great to be in. So it really was more looking at it as from a teenage point of view, like a rebellious sort of thing. Obviously, at that point, you haven't made the kink connection. When did the kink connection come in? What made you have that aha moment? I'm not exactly sure when the aha moment was. It was sometime, you know, after I had become an independent adult. And I, I seem to remember reading something about a dominatrix um, somewhere along the way. I actually, while I was in college, I had um, I had a side job as a house cleaner, which a lot of people don't know. But one of my local clients presented me with an article that was about an even more infamous dominatrix that was written, I believe it was in the New Yorker. And he handed me the, uh, the article and it was fascinating, and I think that that probably was one of the moments where I was—I really started to understand the link fashion and S and M. That's really cool. So, at that point, you get this article. He, you know, it, it, at this point, do you even know what BDSM is? Or I mean, you, we know relatively. Oh, I know. I but... knew. I totally knew what it was. I had been doing okay. that in my own time. Yeah. Oh, had you? Okay. So, like, at what age did you start oh, doing yeah. pro-dom work? I was 28 Sorry, when what? I first started. Okay. But prior to that, were you doing anything leaning towards that? Like, were you kind doing, of doing stuff you didn't realize oh, no, you were doing? No, I was doing? doing S&M privately. I was, I was ah, okay. uh, S&M was part of my, my sexuality. Okay. So, this is, so you weren't doing pro-dom work. It was just something that you were exploring on your own. Correct. Ah, okay. That's really interesting. So they give you, so you see this article, so is that kind of when you went, you know, maybe I can make a living at this? No, no, not then. No, it, it this, oh. that was, uh, there was at least a couple of more years before. But see, when I was in, involved with the the lifestyle community in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I started to mm-hmm. kind of really understand what femdom was all about. People told me, oh, you, you can't be a dominatrix. You have to apprentice and you have to train. And they told me that there was a path I had to take and I'd have to be a professional submissive person. And I said, oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no. And I didn't want to do that. 
So what did you do? Oh, I just took my own path, and I decided that I was going to figure mm-hmm. out how to do this on my own, that there had to be a way other than the, the than this manner that people were telling me. And I didn't necessarily say, okay, I will become a pro-dom. I just started to learn more and more about S&M and get educated about it. And right. th- remember, this was also the time when AOL was – exploding. And I figured out that I could communicate with people. I had my naughty little profile and people would Mm -hmm. communicate with me and I would actually vet them on my own and we would meet to privately play. And at that point, you're not exchanging money. You're just doing it to play, to practice. It's only when it became, yeah, it only became, when it got to the point that I was playing a lot and I said, my gosh, I wonder if I could make some money doing this. Mm-hmm. So wait, so the whole thing, so it started from this love of fashion. What made you specialize? Because it's the one thing I always tell girls getting into the business. You need to specialize, and you have. You have made all these tactile textiles your thing, and I think that's beautiful. So obviously it was this love of fashion. Did you just sort of keep going along from your teen years and then move into more edgier and more edgier fashion as you got more and more into the lifestyle? Yes, I finally was able to. I visited Stormy Leather, which which was a a great shop that used to be open in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. And I went there, and the story goes, I went in there with money I had saved up to purchase mm-hmm. leather. I really wanted to buy some leather. I loved leather. Mm-hmm. And since Stormy Leather is no longer open, I can speak mm-hmm. freely, their sizing convention was not very friendly to mm-hmm. women who weren't a size zero. <laughs> and absolutely none of the leather yeah, that was in stock. And I was I was so I was humiliated, I was sad. Um you know, I I am not a plus size person. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, that's what I felt like. Plus size. But that's, that's what terrible. Stormy Leather made me feel like. Yeah. So I, I remember was Stormy Leather. Yeah, and the salesperson was so nice, and she said, "You know, I know you would like to leave with the purchase. Would you ever consider vinyl?" And my instant reaction was, "Oh." That's stuff that car seats are made out of. And I did right. not want to entertain the idea. But she said, just just try. Just want, okay, fine, I'll try it. Thinking I would I would put it on and then say I had, had accommodated her request and walk out. I put the outfit on and holy moly, I felt so powerful. It looked amazing. It fit perfect. And I... What was it? It was the discovery. Of, it was PVC. It, it was a vinyl outfit. Yeah, but was it a dress? Like, what was it? Oh, I'm sorry. It was a, a, it was a top. It was like a crop top, a mm-hmm. jacket, and pants. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, so it, it almost... So, and was like it black? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah you, it was very difficult to find um, PVC of different colors at that point in time. Maybe some red, but it was rare. Right. 
so you were kind of stuck in the realm of black for a long time then, weren't you? Well, it was, I had no problem with that. I just wanted to, to get more PVC. That, and then when I went right. to local, the local fetish club, the reaction mm. was, I did not anticipate the reaction. I said, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So was it that because it was so new, you were one of the first ones going to the clubs that had any sort of PVC on? Oh, I no, I think there were other people who who had it. I, I was certainly it was just not, the reaction that I you don't had. Consider yes, exactly. Yeah. Now it there, was just the I fact that they loved what you had on. Women, yeah, there were not a lot of women who were wearing uh, items that accentuated their legs. You know, like cat suits or 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 any right. type of pants. You know, most people were wearing skirts or even dresses, but they didn't. It didn't seem like they were amping up their figures and sexuality as much. Right. So was that that was your like PVC moment? That was like, was there no turning back? Yes. Or do you right. can you jump between all of them now? Like, do you go between leather and the PVC and anything else? To be honest, it's it's whatever the temperature is outside that that dictates what I'm going to wear <laughs> because if it's Seriously, I need to be comfortable in the dungeon. <laughs> That's very true because it and, gets and, hot. And, right, and I mean leather is honestly the best choice most of the time. It's got the highest well, comfort leather index. breathes. It's yes, yes. Whereas PVC so, but, does but, not you know, breathe. It's not as forgiving as no. leather is because leather obviously is a natural substance, so it allows it allows I me mean, not a lot, but it does allow a little more bit more air. Now tell me something if if there's just a vanilla housewife listening in and her husband really loves it. The first thing she's going to think of is if I get into one of these PVC dresses, is it not going to feel like I'm sliding into a giant condom? Describe what it feels that's, like to put one latex. on. Okay. PVC yeah, so let's, is lined let's distinguish all this. So, well, leather is from cows. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, so if you're vegan, that's not, you have to go for the faux leather. Uh, right. PVC is basically a plastic that's been bonded with spandex on the other side of it. Now, older PVC was actually a much higher quality. The, mm -hmm. this, my first PVC outfit, it was thicker and it was much more durable. And that was upholstery grade PVC. Clothing now <sighs> is not made of upholstery grade PVC, it's much thinner and it does not last. It's uh, I will have to replace now. my cat suits about every five years. Yeah. Wow. And then latex is, uh, you know, varies in its thickness. You know, when when it gets thicker, we like to classify it as rubber, but it's 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 natural rubber made into a piece of fashion. Right. So, and your thing is, you like PVC, am I right? That's your favorite. Well, I, I like it. I mean, I actually, I had to change my ad name from Vinyl Queen to Mistress VQ because it was a turnoff for so many potential clients, if you can believe it. They would tell me, I didn't call you for all these years because they assumed that all I had was PVC, that I didn't have leather. Oh, Lord. You know, they're clearly yeah. not going to my website. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I have to pander to the lowest common denominator. Sorry. You really do. You do. you have to spell it out for everybody because they're not bright. I do. 
It's right. so true. Oh my God, that's so. So sad. yeah, I, I I love CBC. It's convenient. Uh, people who like latex, they like the look of PVC as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, to me, PVC is almost like latex light because it's you don't have to. It's not so difficult to wear. Well, it's not as it's form fitting, but it's not as poured on as latex feels. Yeah. I guess it's a hard thing to describe. You get more of the condom well, you need to feel. Have lube to get into latex. Yeah, like you literally have to have someone help you get into it because it's it's a literal condom almost. Yeah. Because you you have to have yeah. someone help pull it up. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what your your vanilla housewives are all going to go. Okay, well I don't want to do that one. So their best bet would be to go with the PVC then, right? You're still going to well, get the same see, shine. Latex. Right, but latex is dependent on the the structure of the garment because they're a latex skirt. A latex mm-hmm. skirt does not have any seams; it's just a tube, and right. you can get that on fairly easily. And that's a good intro piece. PVC ah, is more okay. forgiving as far as sizing goes. Yeah, I mean, you can if you get a latex bra and a latex skirt, you will mm-hmm. not be as warm. And it's much easier to wear. And there's so much latex out there now and little harnesses and, and stuff like that that you – that's mm-hmm. – the, the latex lingerie is very easy to wear. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like primarily just you're, you're basically pouring yourself into it. So I didn't know that you could actually get like simple pieces that you could start with. Like like you said, like the skirt oh, oh, yeah. and whatever, and just start with those pieces. You don't have to go cat suit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No. So now let's let's and get I a little to bit into in, in combination. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little bit into what we can do with it. So a client comes to you and says, "I am really into leather," as we're going to hear from Leather Freak shortly. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you going to do with that client? Well, if they say that they're into leather, then I'm going to ask them about secondary interest. Are they into leather right. gloves? Are they into leather boots? Are are they into the look? Or are they, you know, into these other? Uh, are they into my appendages in leather as well? And once right. I, you know, are they in? Do they like leather corsets? And you know, I want to find out. Do you like the look? Is it the feel? Is it the scent of leather? I need to find Thank out from you. them how it manifests. Because that's the key right there. If if your partner is saying, I'm really into leather, it's the same as saying, I'm really into feet. It's like any other mm-hmm. fetish or kink. You need to narrow it down because every single person is unique and looks at it through a different lens. So exactly what Mistress VQ just said you need to sit down and go, okay, is it the boots? Is it like, is it the, because remember, although these are textiles, you have all the senses involved. So for some people, it's the smell of leather. For some people, it's the feel of, say, PVC. It's the shininess for other people. Like it's just, and although you can sit there and go, well, that seems really kind of banal, it's erotic for some people. So that's the key is really to sit and down and go, okay, sound. let's narrow this down. Sorry, go ahead. There's a lot of people who 
there's a lot of people who are into the sound of mm. like Leather Creeks. Latex has its own sound. PVC has kind of a more of a it's different. It, it has a very high pitched kind of. I was going to say to me, it's like a crinkly and, kind of crackle thing. Yeah, it's it, you can't really. It has it. Yeah, you're right. There's there's no real word for it. But yeah, do you see how? And there, there are some people, some people who purchase S and M videos just to hear the sound of of leather, of the boots creaking, yeah. and of yeah. And that, it's, and this is what I love about all of this, and what I try to bring to everybody is. Don't look at it as the big, scary cliche. Don't look at it when your partner comes to you and says, well, I really would like to get you something in leather because really, it's really hot. Don't freak out. Sit down with them and just find out exactly what it is about it. Is it boots? Is it, like she said, is it gloves? Is it corsets? What is it about it? Use that. Use something as simple as leather. A pair of leather pants, a pair of leather boots. My God, you can go crazy with something that simple. The same with everything else. Rubber is a classic one. Rubber is used for encasement. Uh, how, tell everybody how that goes. Well, it's encasement implies that you are going to be, you know, completely covered in the the item. So, I mean, you could have a, a, a rubber body bag. You could have mm-hmm. also the the exercise bands that you are used like in physical therapy. I've wrapped people up right. in them. They're bands. Okay. Um, and that again, that's something simple that's probably around everybody's house. Yep. And there's also, I mean, you can encase somebody in plastic wrap. It's not a textile, but I mean, good old, you know, no, again, cling wrap. And is, that's what we mean with sensation play. Really, everything yeah. is sensation play. You can literally walk through well, your house and find a million things. The I get my cling wrap from a moving supply company that they have the, the pallet wrap. Yeah, because it's got handle. the handles. Yes. The yeah. double handles on either end. They are like so incredibly valuable. Uh-huh. Because, again, you're going, well, encasement. If if you've got claustrophobia, no, you're going to be looking at encasement as, have you lost your mind? But for others, the encasement and the feeling of it gives them actually peace. So it, I had a client who used to everybody's play different. in dry cleaner bags when he was a kid. I had a client dry who used to play in dry cleaner bags. Yep. Yeah, he, he loved the feel of them. And this led to wanting to be encased in, in plastic. And you see, and, and again, you can see how all of this comes from your childhood. And I know it sounds, again, mm-hmm. it's cliche, it's very Freudian, but it does. All of these are born pre-adolescent. And it is simple things such as playing with the bags that will create these things. And at the time, no, it's not erotic. It's not meant to be erotic. It's like a seed gets planted. And for some people, it's imprinting on you. it blossoms. Yeah. For some people, it turns into something. For some people, it doesn't. Another kid could play with those bags and not think anything of it. It's the same as I've seen kids yeah, who have I... played underneath tables have had playing with their parents' feet, playing with mom's feet under a table has turned into a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. I try That's to ask uh, most of my clients, what's your earliest 
S&M experience? You know, what, mm. how, did, how did this start? Because that can be more helpful than just asking them for the laundry list of interests because I get more insight about that first story. Absolutely. Do you remember, Jason, the gentleman that wrote in? I know exactly who he is. He's he's outstanding. He's one of the nicest people I know. Yes, he's great. Oh, that's magical. I'm so glad. I I wish everyone could be like like he is. Seriously. He's, He's polite. He is interesting. He's funny. He's hilarious. Now, you have played at the New York Rubber Studio, have you not? That's my main, that's the only, it's my current only location that I utilize when I'm visiting New York. Thank you. Tell everybody what that's like, because that's an awesome studio. Well, I I can't say what it's like without mentioning the proprietess, because Ariana Chevalier is, I just spoke to her this morning on the phone. She is an old school dom, and she mm-hmm. is someone who is authentic. She mm-hmm. is very realistic about your expectations. And the studio was recently renovated. Wow. And their rubber room in there is phenomenal. Um, they have some new furniture in the rubber room. and But each room has different options for whatever S&M interest someone has. Mm-hmm. So and cool. I really like oh, it okay. because it's a female-run space. Well, yeah, I was, that's what I mean. I was looking at it. Um, Tony was actually the one who introduced me to Mr. Chevalier, and I was looking at the rubber studio, and it just it looks, it, it looks absolutely amazing. Like anything you can imagine that you want to be immersed in is there, including the, and the Venus, rooms are large, which happens too, to be my new favorite toy. <laughs> oh, yes, that thing, yes. That's, that's a lot of people's favorite toy. <laughs> new favorite. There's nothing better than a Venus to torture someone with. So you guys have to try that. So if someone wants to get in touch with you and wants to book a session with you, is it that you can only you can only see them in New York? No, no, I'm based in the Bay Area. I visit New York right. um, once or twice a year. Okay. But so you still session out of the Bay Area. Okay, good. Yes. Now, we were going to also discuss, because you brought something to my attention, and I have been putting it out there, that we have a bit of an issue with um, Mistress Adrienne. You yes. wanted to bring that up today. Yes. So let everybody know what's yes, going on she, with her. She is uh, fighting ovarian cancer. And she's in her, she had one round of chemotherapy and the cancer has come back now after the first round and she's having chemotherapy again. And she has currently a GoFundMe campaign because she, as much as she is a wonderful and beautiful person, she can't work while she's going through her treatment. So these funds are there to help her live and not have to worry about her day-to-day expenses exactly so if you want to contribute you can definitely go to inbedwithdrsue.com go to the show page for sensation play and you will find the link to the gofundme so that you guys can go over there i've already contributed i'd like to see everybody do that we all try to help each other that is what we are as a community 
my dear. Thank you so much for being on the show. Let everyone know. What is your website? I want everyone to make sure that they can get in touch with you. It's vinylqueen.com, and you have to know how to spell vinyl, which seems to be a challenge. So V-I-N-Y-L-Q-U-E-E-N.com. Trust me, it's it's a challenge. I know, but that's why I'm laughing. It's just sad, but yeah, I get it. Sorry about that. Definitely. If you want a decent session, obviously you've heard Jason. I have heard nothing but fantastic things about your sessions, by the way, from a lot of different clients. Thank you. This is why I wanted to get you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing what you do with us and giving us a bit of insight on all the different textiles. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To run really quickly with a couple of commercials. And when we come back, we are going to be switching things up and we are going to be talking to Leather Freak. Leather Freak is a submissive gentleman who is very much into leather, obviously. And we're going to be discussing bondage. We're going to be discussing the classic gimp with him. So let's just pop off for a moment, and we'll be right back with Leather Freak. Perfection does exist, and my name is Mistress Kiara. I've been a professional dominatrix for over 12 years, so I know all of the right buttons to push to make you melt for me. I'm well known for my love of blackmail, hypnosis, and financial domination, but my other favorite fetishes include foot worship, impact play of any kind, specification and feminization, anal training, bondage, humiliation, including small penis humiliation, cock and ball torture, forced intoxication, chastity and key holding, tease and denial, and fetish wrestling and boxing. Serve me in person in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area, or on my website, mrstiarsdungeon.com, where I offer phone, cam, and instant messaging sessions, as well as over 100 clips for you to purchase. What are you waiting for? Essentially hypnotic, you can feel it already. So essentially hypnotic, you can feel it Are you ready to drop down to your knees at the feet of an alluring and sensual goddess? Do you dream? Do you dream dominated by a powerful dominant? A dominant that will take control of your secret desires and fetishes. Would you like to experience deep entrancement? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, visit me, Goddess Belia, at www.dominabrandelia.com. Or visit my other media portals designed to titillate the senses at Hypnotic Lear on Twitter. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it already. already. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it already. Are you building your financial domination empire? 
Do you have questions that you can't seem to find the right answers for? Darling, you need to get greedy. Greedy by Madame Sosay is a handy guide designed to help you get a leg up in the world of financial domination. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Head to InBedWithDrSue.com to the show page for Spectrophilia and you'll find a link to purchase your very own hard copy of Greedy, the intensely popular guide to help you get started in financial domination. Signed by Madame Sose herself for only $20, with all proceeds going to the Yes campaign for same-sex marriage in Australia. That's every single dime. So head to either InBedWithDrSue.com or MadameSose.com and look for Greedy Dr. Sue and start your greedy business the right way. Thank you guys. Yay. And we are going to be introducing you to Leather Freak. Hello, Leather Freak. Hey there, Dr. Sue. Thanks for having me on tonight. Thank you for being here. So, oh, it's my pleasure. Just like as we were just talking to Vinyl Queen, um, mm-hmm. what, at what point did you know that you were a complete leather freak? <laughs> well, the, the, it all kind of, similar with Mistress Vinyl Queen, it kind of started when I was a child. Um, but it, it, it kind of started when I was really little, like when I was three or four years old. I used to get, I didn't know what an erection was, but I used to get aroused watching Superman. And every time Lois Lane got tied up, I, for some reason, found that stimulating. And I used to try to coax my friends into tying me up and stuff. We were playing Cowboys and Indians and really weird things like that. Nobody knew what was going on but but me. Mm -hmm. And over the years, you know, about three, four, five, six years of age, I kind of forgot about it. And then that magical moment when you're 12 and you're coming into puberty, um, I was snooping around in the attic of a house that, that we lived in. It was a rental property. Um, it was a property my parents rented from somebody else, but the owners kept their boxes and some junk in the attic. Well, I went up there and I found a, a duffel bag uh, filled with penthouse and playboy and the back of these penthouse magazines were these wonderful pictures of men being dominated by women in leather. Um, I'll never forget one of the pictures was this uh, dominatrix or a dominant woman in thigh leather boots, tight leather shorts, and a corset um, standing in the Arizona desert with a saguaro cactus behind her. And in front of her was this um, partially naked man uh, leather shorts with his hands tied behind his back, and he was kneeling in the sand, and she was wielding a bullwhip above her head. Above her head, and I just was like, had all these thoughts of what I had when I was a kid of the bondage and stuff came flooding back, and I was just floored. I just thought I had found my calling. I'm like, oh, that's what those feelings were for, and um, it kind of all hit me at once. It wasn't just like, you know, I think with. Uh, Mr. Spinal Queen, she was saying it kind of was first the fashion, and then it was kind of the mm-hmm. S&M. 
when I was 12, it just hit me like a jackhammer, just like, wow, this is it. And the, uh, so from that point forward, I started digging deeper into this duffel bag, and I found illustrations and books in there by John Willie, who was a famous um, erotic illustrator of bondage and women in bondage. Um, he did the Sweet Gwendolyn series. And I, again, found this these pictures. They're, they're all drawings. It was kind of like graphic novels or graphic I think they're called graphic novels these days. It was kind of mm-hmm. the predecessor to that. Very erotic right. stuff, women tied up to trees in the forest with a lesbian mistress beating them and threatening them and teasing them and stuff. And um, that was what got me going. Sixth grade, I was walking around the halls and with all these fantasies in my head. And there were girls, a couple of girls in my class at that age who were wearing not leather, but they wore like tight satin pants to school with boots, knee-high boots. And I would just be like, oh, my God, I couldn't take it. It was just, you know. It's interesting, though, that you went torture. from Lois Lane. Like you went from Superman, which really isn't a submissive sort of thing. It's more. No. You know what I mean? Like you you were kind of watching stuff that wasn't putting you or putting a male in submission. Now, the. the the photo was in the magazine, but then again, when you're yeah, looking yeah. At, at lesbian um, domination, it still doesn't give you that whole male bondage thing. So it's kind of interesting how you no. still took that out of there. Well, it's true. I, I kind of started off with these erotic fantasies of women being submissive to me, but then over time, as they got older, it evolved. And I, I'm not a dominant person, very um, like a type B personality in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't remember how it kind of like switched over, but it started off one way. But then, you know, it probably changed in college. Probably changed in college when I met a couple of young ladies who had happened to have leather, or I bought them leather, and they got into it. But yeah, you're right. I'm not certain how I went from the whole. Women in bondage or Lois Lane in bondage, but it, you know it wasn't it wasn't just Lois Lane. It was like the Hardy Boy books. I don't know if you remember Hardy the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd always be on some investigative journey in their book, and one of them would always get tied up in the book. And the illustrator of the book would always have a picture of one of them tied to a chair or something. And it and it wasn't so probably the fact at that, that point. Was, I think for you at that point it wasn't so much the leather as much as it was no. the bondage. It was all bondage the, at that point. The bondage, then, then the leather came in at about 12, and then the leather really got huge in my mind in college. Leather really didn't come into the picture as, as such a heavy thing until um, college, definitely. My, my sophomore year in college when I met a young lady who had leather pants, and that was mind-blowing. What about that? <laughs> turned like what what was it was it the look was it the smell was it the feel what was it well overall leather and and i think you and mr spinal queen touched on this it's it's a combination of things it's the look it's the sound it's the smell it's the it's the way it hugs a woman's body um like i don't get aroused by looking just looking at a pair of boots on the shelf in the store but right. if a woman is wearing a pair of boots or pants and the way it hugs her hips, her inner thighs, her crotch, the way it um, 
caresses her ass. He's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it look, makes her look powerful. It's such a, a, a unique look. It, even in today's society, you very rarely see a woman wearing leather pants or, or a skirt. And when you do, you're just, my head just snaps off my shoulders. I'm like, wow. Um, but it's, it's a combination of things. And it, it's the power. It, it has a tremendous, a very powerful look. Um, especially since, you know, still today, even in the 21st century, you don't see a lot of women dressing to look powerful. They're, they're still living under their stereotypes. They're still very typical. demure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it drives me crazy because I wish there were – I heard you say something about wish more women would get into politics. I, I, I wish they would too. I think we might have a better country if we didn't have so many men running everything. <laughs> but um, we have the leather um, – it's, it's, it's so many things. It's the way the light shines off of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so then why not – why it, wouldn't you then like something like the latex or the PVC, which is also form-hugging and also is picking up the light? Well, I'm not quite certain. I do like that look, but it's not quite as erotic. Um, do you think that the leather gives it a more of a toughness and more power? Yes, it gives it a more. See, I, I don't know if it's a masculine thing, but it seems to. That's have what more I'm powerful, thinking. Is it giving it more? Because yeah. you because you associate leather in a lot of ways with the whole cowboy thing. So it does have, leather's I, always had that male feel to it. Maybe yeah, that's the reason why to, you associate the power with it. Yeah, I think there's a toughness to it, like a biker look or, a, you know, like the mm-hmm. vinyl and the, and the faux leather is a nice look, but I always feel let down when it's vinyl. It's like, ugh, you know, a lot, a lot of the dogs <laughs> I've been to around the, a lot of the, around the country, no offense to Mrs. Vinyl Queen, but... Um, a lot of the mistresses around the country, big, big names, will say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got lots of leather. You'll, you'll love my dungeon. I come over, and they're wearing, like, a black leotard, and there's no leather. and Or they've just got, like, leather sh- or vinyl shorts on. And, and I think a lot of women don't feel comfortable in leather, even the pro-doms, and they don't want to wear it. It's uncomfortable. It's too hot. And so they won't wear it. They'll, they'll use it as a photo shoot. Right. To tantalize someone like me to come in the door. You know, but but... I, I just, I don't know, just the vinyl, I just don't, it just looks chintzy to me in a lot of ways. And the, and the leather looks real powerful and strong and commanding. I don't know if that, and that, that you know, And that question, goes but. with what Mistress Vinyl Queen was saying, was that when she was looking at it as a teenager, and she's still in the chat room, she's discussing some of this now, it, uh-huh. you get power when you look at that, because you were looking at that as a teenager going, God damn, these women look really good dressed that way. Oh, yeah. And then when oh, she yeah. puts it on, she feels that power. Oh, yeah, definitely. And once you definitely. feel that power, you exude it. So this is what I say to you ladies out there who have never tried something like this. <laughs> go put some on. Yeah. Go to the store. You don't have to take anybody with you. Go by yourself. Go to the store and put something on that you think looks really sexy that's leather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. stand and look at yourself in the mirror and see what you feel. And I think you mentioned trying to break some of the, um, I guess, uh, misnomers about, mm-hmm. you know, the guy, the guy, I know all about this, the guy that's trying to get his girlfriend or his wife to dress up in leather. Right. 
And I've talked to a lot of men online about this. I, I have friends. I have a, a real good friend of mine is like this. A lot of the women that I've met in my life are like, why would you want me to wear leather pants? I would look so fat in that. And I say, no, no, you look would look amazing. I'll do, you know, I'll do any, I'll do anything for you anyway. But if you're wearing leather right. pants, you get whatever you want. You look amazing. And, you know, they don't believe you. But they, uh, I don't even know. I, I have, I've always because they're looking at it negatively. They're looking at it yeah. as, well, okay, I feel like a stuffed sausage in this. When mm-hmm. what you need to yeah. explain <laughs> to her is, that looks good, believe it or not. I know you don't think it does, but it does. And eventually, you'll get used to wearing it. Just. Absolutely. It's like Mistress Vinyl Queen actually just said. It's it's so sad that so many pro doms don't have fetish attire anymore. She said, especially in San Francisco, and she said it makes her cry. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a shame. If you, if a pro-dom is, oh. is showing up in jeans and a T-shirt, we oh. got a problem here, guys. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, your bad. Craft. it's bad. Make yourself look stunning. This is, this is what you do. Oh, I can't even imagine <laughs> that. Like, it's so sad. Yeah. But Ms. No- I mean, that's By not the way, why Ryan here, says he loves your you... word, Miss Nomer. Oh, my, uh, my Sorry, Ryan in the in the chat room just said he loves your word, okay. Misnomer. Ryan's Ryan's yeah. a big word guy. <laughs> I'm yeah, screwing yeah. With you. Okay. <laughs> Wish I could find this chat room, but um, but yeah, I mean, oh, I'd have to show this, it to you. There's this um, I don't know what the word is, but a lot of women in our country have this image in their mind that they're mm-hmm. sluts or that they're bad people if they put on leather pants or a cat suit or a corset. But I found that a lot of women secretly have always wanted to try a corset on. You know, yep. the corset does something to them. But, but they won't it do it because they think our society, like how society is going to know outside the bedroom that they're beating some guy's butt while they're wearing a corset, I don't know. But it's, it's their image. And, I, and what I've tried to do with women in my life is try to convince them that they're, they're powerful and they're beautiful and they're intelligent and that, and they are, it's not, mm-hmm. not something I'm just making up because of the clothing they're wearing. I, I've always gravitated towards very intelligent, strong women um, who are educated and, you know, well-spoken and mm-hmm. you, you cap that whole image off the attitude with the leather outfit. Oh my God, I, I will do and have done just by anything for somebody, especially someone who's legitimately dominant. But let's take this a little step further, shall we? Because your mm-hmm. leather fetish goes deeper than that. Yes, it's not me. just seeing a dominant woman in leather. For you, let's get into <laughs> the scary stuff because I'm going to yes. use the G word. <laughs> I'm going to use oh, the no. word that Pulp Fiction completely freaked out the entire yes. society yes, with. I know. I hate Gimp. that movie for this. Okay, what you enjoy is a little bit deeper than what most Mm -hmm. people, like you were sitting there going, yeah, I love a woman in leather. Okay, but let's take this to, let's be real now. Right now, (coughs) you are in a leather bondage suit, are you not? At this moment, I am not. I'm not wearing it. Why don't you wear it? Oh no! I'm sorry. I I, oh, just, I can't move. I thought you were going to be in. I can't move my arms around in it too easily. I'd be <laughs> I'd be the stuffed <laughs> sausage oh, that you're talking on the phone. 
Okay, I well then describe to them what this bondage thing is. Describe to them what it is. Sure, sure. Um, I have um, a one-piece, it's a jumpsuit. It's a skin-tight jumpsuit, black leather. It zips mm-hmm. up from the base of my ass up to the uh, top of my neck. And um, it's skin-tight. It's got straps all around it and D-rings up and down the front, the back, the sides, and the arms. And once I'm zipped up in it, I can't get out of it. Um, somebody has to let me out of it, preferably right. a mistress. Um, it's got two tit flaps on it where the mistress can remove the circular leather tit flaps and torture my nipples. Mm-hmm. I have a, a hood that's a perforated hood. It's just a leather hood with like thousands of little holes in it. I can see through it and breathe through it, but you can't see me. Right. And the whole outfit's usually capped off with, like, leather gloves and boots or leather footies, so you can't see any of my skin. So I'm just like this leather butler or a robot, almost like C-3PO made out of leather, if you will. Okay. And obviously yeah. with the access points, we have more than just the nipples. Where else is there access points? This one doesn't have any other access points. Um, I, I oh, usually, really? I've been put – yeah, I've usually just been put in this. My, my mistress used to put me in this just – to be available, if you will, um, okay. usually kneeling yep. or laying in, in the shadows, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. when she wanted something to know I do my chores in it. There, I, I uh, was a slave to a female supremacist who didn't have much need for my private parts. So right. there was no need to have um, an access hatched <laughs> to them or immediate, immediate access to them for her. So what's it like so, for you to be in the hood? Because the hood is the scariest part for everybody. Everybody looks yeah, at the hood and is just like, oh, my God. I so know, I what know. is it about the hood? Well, what is it like to be in it? Well, what is it like? Like, Because most people look at it and they go, oh, my God, it looks so fucking scary. And it looks so fucking creepy. What is it like for you to be in that hood? What's it like to be what, the camp? Being the whole outfit is just absolutely amazing. It just puts me in a trance. I go to another planet. To be in the hood, um, it's 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 like your head is in bondage because you can't really see through it clearly. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a giant mind fuck. It's like you can kind of see through it, but you kind of can't. You're trying to vacuum when you're in right. it, and you're like, you're trying to please your mistress, and you're trying to get all the dirt off the carpet, but you can't see it all. So you're 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 ah. in this thing and you're like, oh my god, you can smell it and it's 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 um it's tight against your face and your head. It's not hard to breathe, but it's not easy to breathe. Um, it's a total physical and mental like mind fuck. And because you can kind of see, you can smell it, but you're not. It, it's functional, but it's just it's just like enough. It's just difficult enough to make things difficult for me, which is a whole nother story, but. Um, mind games and stuff like that that a mistress can play with you depending on what she's got you in or how she's treating you will, um, you know, set the scene or the atmosphere for that day or that weekend or that week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very intoxicating. So it's intoxicating. Is it because of the bondage? Is it because of the smell or is it because of everything? It's just hitting you all everything. at once. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, I'm in this suit. I love the smell of the leather and, the funny thing is the mistress, I, a former mistress I had, she, she wouldn't wear leather because she felt she was being objectified in it. So I was the one that was going to be made, made 
to her mother, I was objectified. So she got this idea that I'd become the gimp because I was going to be find out what it was like to be a woman who was constantly objectified by her society. So I, I was the one behind closed doors, either gimped out or wearing thigh-high boots or leather pants. And she turned the tables on me and made me into the object while she was wearing, you know, blue jeans or cut-off shorts or sweatpants, things like that. Mm-hmm. But so again, yeah, I think Hollywood. For you, it's. I'm just trying to get like I'm just trying to get into your mind so that people can understand why you would like to be encased like that. For you, this is going back to the bags again. Mm-hmm. This is going back to the bondage. And for you, what does bondage make you feel? Free. I have the opposite of claustrophobia. Um, yep. When you've got me in my gym suit or my leather sleep sack, I feel free. I feel like I'm, I feel like someone's pushed me out the back of an airplane and I'm free falling, mm-hmm. but there's no earth beneath me. It's just this amazing feel of escape. Even though I'm bound physically sometimes or mentally, I feel free. I feel like I'm free of all thought, of all reason. I'm, I'm free of, uh, of any choice. It's the most liberating feeling I've ever felt in the world. I'm not, uh, unfortunately, Hollywood has turned us all into axe murderers and stuff. And the last thing I would do, dress like that, would hurt somebody. Um, I've done some things in it that most people wouldn't do in their natural lives just because I'm so out of my mind with, I'm going to submissive frenzy, they, they call it, where you just go completely out of your mind with submissiveness. But yeah, it's very freeing. It's extremely liberating. And you want to know what I think is very poignant in what you're saying right now, and it's something that Mm -hmm. I I hope everyone takes away. Mm -hmm. For a submissive individual, although you may not understand, you may not understand this mindset, all of this is freeing from the standpoint that for a submissive person, they don't want to think. No, it's they true. want and, to and be uh, removed from all of this. And this absolutely. is what allows them to do that. I think, you know, I've done some weird, psych- old, my own psychoanalysis on myself, and I think it might, you know, the, the whole GIMP thing, or the, I have a lot of sleep sack too, I think we touched on that, is kind of like going back to the womb in a way. You're like mm-hmm. you're floating. You're 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 floating in your. I, I, this is really freaky, but you're inside your mother again. You're gone. You don't have any thoughts. You're just back mm-hmm. to the beginning. And I think for me, it's just like uh, you know, I'm not like an executive like all the stereotypical books say that it's the submissive guy is always like uh, some huge CEO. The guy company. making the big decisions. Yeah. Although I mean, there's I a have, lot that do. There are, but there's a lot of guys like myself who are just into this. They have a regular job or, or um, you know, but I, I don't know why. It could be it could be any number of things from my childhood that we don't have time to go into here. But, um, you know, the weird thing is I wasn't abused, sexually abused as a kid. I, I didn't, I don't recall anything like that. I Maybe I saw something that my parents may have done when I was like three or four, but uh, I just... Over time, this is this gradually like it's escalated to the point where zip me up, lock me away, and I do what you want. And mm-hmm. the, the most difficult part of it is, is that it's so it's hard hard to find a woman 
to put on pants like that leather pants, but then you start getting the gimp thing. Even the hardcore or alleged hardcore players are like, why would you want me to do that to you? Or what? That, then I'd have to micromanage him. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have to micromanage me. You tell me what you want done, I'll do it. You know, and, and it's yes, just really okay, weird. Again, a very big misnomer. Misnomer, Ryan, we're using it again. The, yeah. <laughs> a big misnomer yeah. <laughs> is that, and this is why I keep trying to do these shows and I gear them more towards the average person, is to try and mm-hmm. get more women to do this and wake up to this and realize that, okay, you may be looking at this guy and seeing a scary gimplet, and it may look scary to you. Pull back for a minute. You're not the one that's in the hood. And what, what I think one of the biggest things that comes to mind is, I don't want another child. I already have three kids. I don't need to micromanage you, exactly like what you said. I don't want to sit here and tell exactly. you what to do every five minutes. And mm-hmm. the thing is, you don't. You don't, you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. No. Is if, if you do this properly, you actually can train this person. You, all you have to do is say, clean, done. He knows what you want. Absolutely. It's not micromanaging. Yeah. It's not raising another child. Although it has, I'm not saying that there aren't submissives out there who aren't the type that is like, can I go to the bathroom now? Can I blink now? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. ones drive you oh, crazy. I get that. <laughs> Exactly. Those ones want to make you get a gun and blow your brains out. I get that. Oh, Lord. But it, that's mm-hmm. rare. They're rare. They don't really come along that often. So to be fair, the average person, you know, this is all they want is this escapism. And in as much as it's escapism for them, it will become escapism for you. You're going to love oh, sure. being dominant. You're sure. missing and, out. And, and the thing is, that, like my mistress trained me, and she gave me any mundane task that she didn't like to do herself, and I inherited it. So she had more free time on her hands. Now, this is taken out of a sterile like, uh, conversation, and, and, and everyday life does get in the way. But she had more free time on her hands to, to watch television shows, to go out with friends while I was out doing the chores. Now, I wasn't always gimped out. But the thing mm-hmm. women have to understand is when you have a submissive male in your leather or no leather, you don't have to have a gimp. But if you have somebody that you no. can lay down the law and he gets titillated by the fact that you're in charge, you get what you want. And some women take it to extremes and some don't. But um, there's a, you, know, you have everything to gain from it as opposed to you're not inheriting an axe murderer like Hollywood has portrayed us all. Um, you're mm-hmm. inheriting a man who cares about you, wants to be with you, and wants to be controlled by you. But it's going to make your life easier. And I think maybe that's, that's just it, is, is women are looking at it as, oh, do I really want to control someone? I control my kids all day long. I don't need, I, you know, I don't want to do this. I honestly think that's where this is coming from, is this feeling of, I don't want another child. Yeah. They look at it as, well, if you're going to sit down and you're going to tell me that I, you know, I'm now going to have to treat you like a child, are you kidding me? I think that's where it's coming from, and that's what I'm trying to dispel, is you don't have to. And the other thing is, you're not doing this 24-7. You don't have to do this 24-7. So don't, Mm -mm. this, this is like stuff you do as treats. You don't have to make it that way. It doesn't have to be a 24-7 thing, does it? 
Would you not be happy if you had a woman in your life who would just do this with you even once a week? Absolutely. I mean, I have had it. Like, I I can't stay in the seat a whole week. I mean, it's just not physically possible. But I've been in it for a weekend. But then again, you can have it 24-7. You can be in control 24-7 without all the toys and, and 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 the outfits. If, if a woman's comfortable being in charge, you can just lay down the law with your submissive boyfriend or husband and say, okay, this is what you want. This is how we're going to do it. And um, so you don't have to have leather and whips and chains all the time. That's not, it's not possible. I mean, there are some things you can do that only the two of you know about that establish control, but it doesn't have to be leather. It doesn't have to be gimp outfits and crazy hoods and stuff like that. No, you can you can literally take this and and completely tailor it to your own enjoyment, and that's the whole thing. And you don't want to end up getting into doing something like this begrudgingly, anyways, because well, now you've mm-hmm. ruined it. Because if you're going to do this, and it's like, <laughs> oh boy, I'll go and, don't do it. Just don't yeah. even go down there. Yeah. We have another caller. I'm going to pull this in. I want you to stay with me. So stay on the line. Okay. Um, right. We have Ken. So, and I think Mistress Vinyl Queen might know Ken. So, like, let's have a talk with Ken. Okay. Ken, have, have, you're so kind. Hey, good evening. How are you doing? Um, I'm, I am fantastic. Um, a couple things that I did want to, I think Leather Freak's uh, conversation was phenomenal. Um, two words that come to my mind, subspace and therapy. It's good um, for you. I've... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just it, it's good for you. It, it, this is like right. a yin-yang. If for most men, you're going out, you're working all day long. You don't have to be in a power position. You go, you're going out and you're working all day long. Okay, that's great. You want to come home and you want to be able to just go, and that's a way for you to do it. It's a beautiful yin-yang. Well, I have, for the women. Unique, I, I have the unique position where um, I've lived a lifestyle. Um, I lived with two doms. I, I now have a mistress going on eight years um, who I would die for. Um, it, it, it's just she gives me a consequence. And mm-hmm. I don't think it can be lived 24-7. But like you said, a weekend, a uh, um uh, a certain block of time during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need that consequence. I know if you tell me to lose two pounds and I lose one pound, there's a consequence. So yeah, it's yeah, always absolutely. that push. Um, and going back to the leather, I've been shopping at the leather man in the city for years. Which city? Um, Ken? Excuse me. Which city? Ken? New York City. Okay. The leather, the leather man down on Christopher Street. Um, some of the best. I've had my leather pants going on 17 years now. Not a hole, not a rip, nothing. Um, it, it's just, it, it feel like my mistress, Mistress Natalie, has dominated me in yoga pants and a T-shirt. She's come out mm-hmm. in full leather. She's come out in full latex. And she's come out in Jernel lingerie. I, I I like the outfits, but it's not 
it's more of the, the subspace and the therapy. We got done with a multi-hour session. I walked out of the studio, out the front door, and made a left and walked six and a half blocks the wrong way before I realized <laughs> I had to walk towards Penn Station. That's a good session. <laughs> well, it, 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 was it, it was phenomenal. I mean, you know, it's I've seen, and like I, I explained to you on the phone, I've known Ariana for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, classic, old school, yep. dumb. There's not a lot of them left. No, there isn't. Um, Very Isab- true. It, Isabella Sinclair, uh, Mistress Natalie's been in the business 20 years. Ariana's been mm-hmm. in it for 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. All the... I mean, I lived in the city when all the commercial dungeons, there was one on every corner. And now it's, it's quality versus quantity. Um, I call them strippers with whips. Back in the day, they had a set of handcuffs and a piece, a, and a piece oh, yeah. of clothesline, and they were a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. And, and by the oh. time you now get in... Now it's like that online. <laughs> But you waste your money and, oh, oh you, you know, do. like you had said, you know, and a good mistress invests in herself. And I know Vinyl Queen. I know Isabella Sinclair. You know, they do that. It's always, you know, it, it just, it, it, it's not what it used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going no. on 40 years in the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first session. You're gonna die at 13. Wow! Mm. What was that? What yeah. went down? In New York City, at a place, uh, Bill and Debbie Majors. It was called the Castle. How um, did you get in something old... like that at 13? I I was just a big. I was always that kid to be picked first. <laughs> so I okay. always had that that big. You know, posture, uh, Belle du Jour. Right. Um, what was a famous dom uh, when I got started. Um, I don't know how. I'm kind of like Leather Freak a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was disciplined as a child, but mm-hmm. I wasn't abused. I never got hit for something I didn't do. Right. Um, so this is but so there let's was just something that myth right now. That everyone feels that if, if there's, so I should say not everyone, but the vanilla world feels that anyone who is doing anything within the BDSM realm, therefore, has to have been sexually abused. So let's dispel right. that myth right now. That's not true. To have a fetish does not mean you have to have been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I, put it this way, Ariana, I was her rubber whore. Ah. You couldn't put you couldn't put enough rubber on me. Inflatable, deflatable. Um, she she so by Ken, far. what was it about the what was it about the rubber for you? What did you like about it? The 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 freedom. Um, Amanda Wildfire has the the suits with the garage springs where you can mm-hmm. bounce. Um, I, I liked the suction part of it. I like to be that piece of meat, like a suction bed, so, a so suction So for you, tube. if you were on a suction bed and we suctioned you down, 
with the rubber, you would like that. I would love that. I would, I would right. love that. Now, um, Natalie has turned me into a masochist. I was not a masochist at all. I, I just, I mm-hmm. hated pain. I stubbed my toe. I, I screamed like a bitch. <laughs> um, now I'm up over three, four, five hundred, you know, at a pop. Mm-hmm. Whether it be canes, paddles, whips, crops. Um, so it's it's all, you know, it, it's like I said. I started out as a bondage whore. Now I'm a masochist to to an awesome dom. Do you think you were always a masochist, though? Excuse me? Do you think you were always a masochist? I was a... This is how Ariana explained it to me. You're not submissive. You're not a masochist. You're a fetishist. There you go. I had a fetish for bondage. Thank you. Uh, And uh, like I said, and she, she would take me farther... She, mm-hmm. you know, a mistress isn't any good. Here's my analogy. If you have a client that comes in and tells you he wants A, B, C, and D, well, you only give him A and B. You make him come back for C and D. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you, but a, a decent mistress will, uh, whether it's a contact form or a profile, will do their homework. Um, I know Natalie has turned people away just because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't, something doesn't click. Mm -hmm. And if you get a guy that books a session for four hours and you're done or bored at 15 minutes, what do you do? Tell her. Use your voice. Yeah, it's it's a dilemma. Ah, but you see, Mistress VQ is telling you, Ken, don't tell us how to do our work. She just sent you a message in the chat. (laughs) Oh, I I don't, believe me, I'm, I'm, when it comes to, I'm submissive, but it's. I'm sorry, um, you guys, I'm reading the chat room, but it's, it's, she just said, how to be a (laughs) pro-dom with Ken. Ken's lessons on how to be a pro-dom. Yeah. No, I no, not at all. I'm just, I'm just go- giving what I've seen, um, you know, through the, through the years. It, it's come complete yep. circle now. And and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of crap out there right now. I think the internet has created a lot of crap, unfortunately. And again, like you said, all these women running around thinking they can, you know, grab a belt, and all of a sudden they're a dom. So yeah, oh, yeah. I agree with you right. on that part. It has diluted the waters. It, ginormously, which is why you need I had more guys say to me, Oh, we really need more new DOMs. No you don't. There's a reason why you keep no. seeing the same names over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm gonna tell you guys, those are the ones you need to go to. It's like when well, we always right. see the same names. That's right. They're there for a reason. That means they're good. They're not fly by night. Those are the ones you want to go to. Right. And there and there should be work on this on the <clears throat> submissive part as well to do his homework, I mean, I think. Oh, we're not even you know, going to go there. That's my next show, actually, is how to approach a dom properly. We're going to be talking about how to find a really good dom in the new year. So there right. you go. Wow, that's awesome. 
the diluted awesome. waters of Dom sounds like an English band. Yes, doctor, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you sharing everything with us. And please do do it again. I definitely will. I enjoyed it very much, and I look forward to speaking again. Thank you, Ken. So, is there anything that you want to add, my dear? Oh, I, I, uh, I don't know where, where, where do we leave off? Should are you wrapping up or? Yeah. <laughs> you sound so cute. Yes, we're getting ready to wrap it up. I just want to know if there's anything that you wanted to make sure got out there about I do. everything leather. Don't be afraid. <laughs> well, I would like to promote um, my former mistress's book, if that's okay. Sure. Go for it. Uh, um, her, her name is Victoria West. That's her pen name. And she's got a book out there called A Woman's Guide to a Female-Led Relationship. And that's on Amazon. It's an e-book, and you can also buy it in paperback. And it's okay. a it's a really good book about like the everyday woman's approach to trying to take over and control the relationship they're in with a man. I don't think you really like it. Or Sounds like a good read. Well. That means you guys should be out there yeah. reading it, and it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, Woman's Guide to a Female-Led Relationship by Victoria West. Women's Guide to FLI. Victoria West, write that down, you guys. Yeah. We're not we're we're good guys. We're not all axe wielding murderers out here, the guys in all the leather and they'll be very well taken care of. And don't be afraid. Yeah. Just embrace it all. Thank you, Leather Freak. Thank you for yes, being on the show. So thank you for sharing with us. I really do appreciate it, and you did a very good job. Uh-oh. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you guys, I, you've seen both sides of the coin here. You've heard it from the queen of all vinyl yourself, Mistress Vinyl Queen, or Mistress VQ because obviously we have issues with the spelling of vinyl, among other things. Always go to websites. So that goes without saying, guys. Um, but thank you, everybody who tuned in tonight, for sure. Thank you to everybody who's in the chat room, Castaway, Literatrix, Polly Bell. Hi, Polly Bell. Um, Sir Beast and The Doctor, which is not me. And, of course, Mistress VQ. Um, be sure, if you get a chance, to get one of the only hard copies available of Greedy, signed from signed by the puppet mistress herself, Madame Sosse. You can find the link on the show page for this show on Sensation Play on InBedWithDrSue.com. Um, you'll also find the link to donate to Mistress Adrienne's Cancer Fund, as Mistress VQ and I were discussing earlier. InBedWithDrSue.com is also where you can enjoy streaming all of our past shows or if you'd rather you can always go back to the archives on iTunes on the next show we're going to be chatting all about like I told you all about how to find a dom it's the perfect show for submissives I want you guys to be tuning in I get a lot of complaints from the ladies who you guys are just you have no freaking clue how to approach these women, how to find someone good. And again, we're going to go over that so that you don't 
put your foot in your mouth right off the bat. Um, I want you guys to get your skill set right to find a perfect mistress. However, I'm going to put a little small wedge in here. We may be doing something different on the next show. The only reason is I am trying to arrange an interview for you guys that I'm hoping if it comes in, that'll be the next show. If it doesn't, I'm not saying anything because this is epic. It's, it's huge, and I'm trying really hard to nail this down. If it's not for the next show, it'll be in the new year. Um, but to keep up to date on everything that's going on, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Sue, spell out the word doctor, which is where you'll find all the latest developments on what's coming up on the show and what's happening with moi. But until next time, my friends, remember, celebrate your differences. It's what makes you special, guys. Good night.